the story of my life. No respect. That ain't got no respect at all. The story of my life. No respect. That ain't got no respect at all. They couldn't score and fell flat. And the 40 shots on goal was 40 shots on goal was a little deceiving. Yeah. And even though they had some really good opportunities, surprisingly, they need to play with that intensity. If those last three, four minutes, the Rangers sometimes don't play at their best level against lower-tier teams. Here's Johnny! Nope, this is Ranger Proud, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud, here on the Bleed Blue Show. Oh, Steve, Steve. My friend, what did I tell you? As soon as we went on air, the trade was announced. <laughs> What's going on, RP? As how you doing? As soon as you started, as soon as you started your opening, good. How you doing? This is going to be one wild episode, man. One wild Rangers episode. I don't know where this is going to go. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, the, you're the man with the plan. You're the man on Rangers Twitter. Um, Rangers moves, acquisitions, that's not my lane. You're, everybody knows how I roll. I'm, I'm all about what happens on the field of play. Ice, the rink, the field of play in baseball, football, I don't do trades and speculations to its officials. So it's not official official as of right now, 8.01 p.m., is it? No, no, actually it is official. The New York Rangers just sent okay. the press release out. The Rangers have acquired Patrick Kane and Cooper oh! Zeff. The Blackhawks acquire Andy Lewinsky, a conditional second-round pick in the 2023 draft, a fourth-round pick in the 2025 draft, and the Arizona Coyotes are the broker team. They get a conditional third-round selection in the 2025 NHL draft. So, uh, <laughs> there it is. There you have it. There it is. Without further ado, let's bring them all on, RP, and then we can let oh, you yeah. lead the conversation. We got we got uh, Carl with us. We have Glenn with us. We have we have Scott with us. We have Lauren with us. Let's bring them all on. You know, quick say hello. You know, say quick hello, and we'll go right back to you. RP, lead the conversation. Carl, what's up, man? How you doing, sir? Good evening, gentlemen. Our long national week-long nightmare has finally come to a conclusion. You said it. <laughs> you said it, Carl. A, a year of hell, it feels like. 15, was it 15 months? I think it's from the time that it was even suggested, when we thought it was crazy, <laughs> to finally now, is it, uh, we, got a, we got a lot to talk about here, so. All right, cool. Shout-outs to Carl. We'll get him on, and uh, let's get Glenn on. And after that, Glenn, say hello to the people real quick. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Good uh, evening to everyone. I guess uh, RP breaks the news. You heard it here first. And uh, now that it's a completed trade, I guess Steve will allow us to talk about it tonight. So that should be fun. <laughs> no, 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 don't put that on me. That's no, nah, nah, you can't talk about me. I never <laughs> no, that was, that, was, that was on me. I hate, I hate talking trade talk. Can't stand it. I do, too. But I do, too. I don't tell right. people not to talk about it. I just choose Well, I know you don't like talking just... about rumors, Steve. So, you know, I, I know sometimes nah, I slip nah. and I throw it in there. But, you know, just in time. The trade happened. So now we can uh, talk about uh, a trade that uh, Patrick Kane is probably uh, a lot happier about than the Tarasenko trade. Without a right, doubt. Cool. Without All right, doubt. cool. Let's see. Let's see, Scott. What's up, man? How you doing, man? Yes, a uh, lovely evening. We've got uh, we've got the good, the bad, and the ugly. I guess the uh, the good being Patrick Kane, the bad being uh, last week or so of games, uh, as well as the Ryan Lindgren situation. Because as we all know, day to day on the Rangers could mean month to month, <laughs> and uh, the ugly, the uh, Keandre Miller incident, which I'm sure we'll get to. So I guess yeah, uh, whatever you guys want to start with. No hashtag, hashtag no spit in New York. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, th- the three games is warranted. It, it is what it is, you know. You gotta send a a kind of message to the league. But RP, we can lead this conversation. I mean, let me say this real quick, RP, before you lead the conversation. Ah, listen, it, it's a fair question. I mean, back to back trade deadlines for Chris Drury, huh, RP? 
I mean, he pulled it off. Tell you what, the man, and especially, the man, especially after what you were saying at, early in the year, no cap, and uh, you know, oh yeah, you know, I, you know, he, yeah, he went to please by all means. He went to the extreme to to make it work. I mean, you know, let, let's be realistic about it. He he went to the extreme to make it work, but he made it work, and on paper tonight, Steve Balakek said it earlier. It might be the best offensive lineup the Rangers have had in 20 years. And, you know, if Kane can play up to his potential where we know he can play and he's comfortable coming in and and doing his thing, uh, you know, I got to tell you, it's going to be an incredible player for him. I'm not even looking at the regular season because it's going to take a huge adjustment period for all of that. But, damn, let me tell you. On paper, it's an incredible trade first by by Drury. Guys, we gave up nothing. Let, let's be realistic. You didn't give up Jones. You didn't give up anybody in your minor leagues. Um, it, it's an amazing deal when, when you're looking at it, like what we gave up to get this. The conditional second-round pick in the 2023 NHL draft from everywhere I've read, if the Rangers make it to the Eastern Conference Final, that will turn into a first-round draft pick in either 24 or 25. If they don't make it to the Eastern Conference Final, well, we don't care anyway, but that that's what that would turn into. And then using the Arizona Coyotes to be the the broker in the deal, and they are with, though the Rangers press release didn't break down the numbers, we, we all pretty much know it's 50, 25, and 25. So for them to pay 25% of Kane's salary for the Rangers, they'll get a third-round selection. It's an awesome deal. No one can be disgruntled. All the moves we made, and we didn't give up any Rouster players, it's amazing. You know, I don't count Rouster because he wasn't really a Rouster player on the team. It's it's just amazing what, what he was able to pull off. To, to bring this guy over. When we all thought if the Tarasenko came, that was it. You know, maybe they find a, a fourth-line center or something like that. You know, it, it was – it's just pretty damn good, man. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm pretty happy. And I wasn't a big – as you guys know, I wasn't thrilled with the Kane deal, and I was really ticked off with what happened the other night that – uh what Scott was saying, you know, having to play short and then the sitting incident. And, you know, you look at that, it's like two points you might have lost because of a salary cap situation. But from a trade standpoint, I'm sure Carl, Scott, Glenn, and Steve, you, you guys would agree they were a better team tonight than they were last night. Yes? No? 100%. Oh, mainly, <laughs> mainly because, guys, I think their their hand was – their hand was essentially forced. The, the Eastern Conference has basically forced everybody's hand. Either you are going to go in, otherwise you're going to be left behind. From Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay, the Devils, now the Rangers, of course, and what they were doing. Uh, Carolina, they're going to, we'll see what they do by, by Friday. But I remember a couple of weeks ago we had this discussion. I remember I gave you guys sort of a, a – not tribute, but sort of like a multiple choice. Like, did you think the Rangers were a cup contender, a, a fringe contender, or, or something in, in, in between? And, you know, if they, if they had just stood pat, let's say a month ago, based on what they had, there would have been no way they'd been able to, to get past this minefield that the, that the East has, has shown itself to be now, and it's going to be in a couple of weeks when the playoffs start. So it was either you build up your, your – you know your army, or sit out the sit out the battle. It was one of the two. All right. Very, very true. What do you got? What do you think, Scott? Um. Yeah. You know, when we made the Tarasenko trade, we were thinking, uh, okay, do we have enough firepower? Because we knew we needed that right wing, and we got it. Um. You know, the, the the question about, you know, re-signing, who do we re-sign, one both, like, I don't even want to think about that. Like, I want to think about, you know, like you said a few minutes ago, I want to think about the playoffs, I want to think about this run, you know, because if, God willing, we do win the Stanley Cup, you know, 
who we resign is not going to be that bit much bigger of a deal than you know if we fall just short again and now we got to make sure we got that same stack lineup for next year like you know one thing at a time and you know it's all in how we finish as far as who gets resigned um but you know we we started talking about this last year when when um, when Chicago started unloading and Kane and and yes um you know I, you know I was big on him but I had you know really when we were I was trying to think of the other right wingers like I didn't even wasn't thinking about Tyrosenko and Timo Meyer and whatnot that's why I was so big on him so we got Tyrosenko and we thought you know everything was dead and obviously you know Patrick Kane did as well with, with his comments uh and then you know again all power to Drury for finding a way to do this um you know I gotta, gotta say I actually feel bad for the Blackhawks because you know with, with, with the career that he had there he he really dicked them over um, by making what's that you got three cups what do you mean you feel bad <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, because well, yeah, he he got three cups. He got the, them, you know. He, you know, obviously, he had a pretty good. I'm, I'm going to assume he had a pretty good relationship with the team there. You know, loved his time there. Like they liked him there. You know, minus a couple uh, news articles that they would have probably could have done without. But, but um, I'm just saying the way he left. You know, he he obviously made it very clear. I'm leaving. Um, you know, I'm not resigning. So they knew they had to deal him. But he really strong armed them. Uh, kind of really dicked them over by making it, you know, public that he was only going to New York and Toronto by, by making the comment that how disappointed he was in the Tarasenko trade. And then when Toronto got O'Reilly and we knew that Toronto would not be able to do the salary cap mastery that, uh, that Drury did, which just wasn't even possible for them, you know, he basically made it public that it was New York or nothing you know, which really took away Chicago's ability to get anything, you know, to, to negotiate at all. You know, it was basically what Drury's offering or he walks as a UFA. And, like, that's it. Uh, and I, and I kind of feel bad that he did that. Like, I do. Like, it's, you know, it's a business for both ends. Like, you know, like I said the other week. Um, but, you know, that, like, I found that a little unprofessional. Um, but, I mean, hey, it's great for us. We're Ranger fans. You know, it's great for us that he did that because we got him for absolutely nothing, <laughs> you know, all things considered. Um, I just, you know, the the the, the, the – Old the the old man you know the the get off my lawn the old man in me that uh, you know likes things the way that they used to be as far as the professionalism I just found it a little unprofessional uh, you know in, in the way that he kind of handcuffs <laughs> Chicago in their inability to negotiate there but uh, yeah never thought we'd be able to get both I'm a little concerned about the defense but but not overly concerned because I think. Uh, you know, let's look at the, at the last, um, you know, you know, since the winning streak. Obviously, the winning streak had to come to an end. Um, and of those four losses, uh, you know, only two of them were, were bad. I mean, Calgary, you know, we got a point. You know, that, that game was 2 nothing, 46 seconds into the game. That, that game went on one more goal. That game's over. Well, maybe not. I mean, we, you know, but, but, you know, all things considered, I'm, you know, I'm happy getting the point there. That's a fine way to lose, the, to end the, the, losing, the, the winning streak. And then the home game after that, when it came home, you know, we outshot him was, was like 51 to like 20, whatever. You know, we couldn't possibly have played a better game. I mean, I know, you, you know, two points is, you know, is the name of the game. But, you know, like how many, how many times last year were we on the other end of that? Uh, where, you, where, you know, like the game in Carolina last year where, where we just got absolutely blown off the ice but somehow came away with the win. You know, it was only a matter of time before, you know, somebody started doing it to us with, with the offense that we've been putting up lately. So I can't really, you know, be, be upset about that. That was far from a stinker. And then, so, you know, seven-game win streak plus those two, that's nine games, plus, you know, just the way that they've been playing since December 5th, uh, you know, best team in the league. Uh, you know, so they put up two stakers back to back. Big deal. I think people were starting to, you know, make a, make too big of a deal out of it. I think we're we're, we're panicking because we just forgot what it was like to lose two in a row. Uh, well, yes, yeah, so three technically four in a row, but you know, two bad games in a row is is what I, you know, in, in my mind how it is. And I think you know I wasn't worried, and I think that um, you know I think Washington was definitely a beatable team, um, but you know it, it's going to happen, and. 
I think the Kings game, you know, showed showed a, a lot about what this team is all about because they were shorthanded to begin with. Lindgren was out to begin with. They had the five defensemen. You know, Schneider wasn't playing because of the cap thing. So we had, you know, we were already shorthanded. And then and then Miller gets ejected. We got four defensemen. I don't, I can't even remember the last time that ever that, that I've ever seen the Rangers, anyone in the league, do that. You know, the, the you know, let alone the Rangers. And they somehow, you know. Uh, Found found a way to win that game, so I think that's a great way. Uh, you know, hopefully they can, they can take that and build on it. It's a great way to end the slide, um, and you know, I'm just I'm I'm excited moving forward. Um, you know, our RP like you said, there's going to be an adjustment period. Um, uh, you know, like remember, you know, every time we get a guy, it takes a little while. Mark Stahl didn't do anything. Well, he didn't really do anything at all. But uh, you know, even Marty St. Louis didn't do anything in that 2014 uh, regular season, and then he erupted in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, I mean, Tarasenko scored that goal two, two minutes into his Ranger career. It hasn't, I mean, he hasn't been non-existent. He just hasn't, you know, scored since then. But um, maybe he has won since then, whatever the case. So, you know, I'm not, I, you know, if there's a couple games. Uh, you know, before Kane, you know, starts lighting the lamp, so be it. I mean, he's a great, just as great of a playmaker as he is. Uh, you know, he's, it's it's like Panarin. It's like an American Panarin is what we got here. Yeah, yeah. a little later in his career, sure. Maybe the hip might be, uh, hopefully the hip's uh, uh, not a problem, whatnot. That might be a concern. But, uh, you know, I'm really excited uh, about this team. And, and, and I don't think the defense is, is as big of a concern. Yes, we would like more defense uh, because, we you know, we, we have voiced our concerns about uh, – you know this team's. You know, you know, can, they're not going to win six to six to four in the playoffs. You know, we started to compare them to the to the last year's Panthers and the Capitals before that, et cetera. Um, my main concern is Igor. Um, you know, we, we agreed that there would be a step back from last year's Vesna, but he is not filling me with a lot of confidence. Uh, you know, you, 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 you guys pinpointed it with the positioning and whatnot. Okay, what's taking so long to fix the positioning? You know, we got the best goalie coach probably in the history of the game. Uh, you know, what's taking so long? So if there's one concern of mine right now, it, it is Igor. Um, you know, it's not just a couple bad games that he's having. He's, he's letting up three, four a night, uh, you know, like clockwork. And, yeah, well, and that, that's my main concern. Okay, I hear it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. We'll we'll hit that in a second. Um, Glenn, what do you got? Well, Scott kind of checked off a bunch of things that uh, I uh, I was thinking about mentioning, but um, you, know, you know the funny thing that that I, that's fine. That's fine. One of us got to do it. Um, you know, it's funny. The, the last few days with all the pain stuff going on, I've been kind of. Uh, checking out what's on uh, Twitter and Facebook and other things, what people are saying in comments and everything. And uh, actually, um, you know, although Scott is right about Kane kind of uh, forcing his way to the Rangers and kind of, uh, you know, screwing Chicago. Uh, but, um, you know, it's funny. A lot of the comments that I saw, there was a writer from Chicago, uh, a lot of fans that, that uh, I saw comments from, they were all kind of wishing him well and thanking him for the cups and thanking him for, you know, all the years. And uh, the, the one writer was uh, kind of writing in kind of reverent tones about him and everything. So, um, you know, it seems like the, the, uh, the attitude in Chicago is not uh, as bad as you might expect it to be. What does surprise me, well, I guess it doesn't surprise me, is in doing that, uh, I also saw a lot of Ranger comments where uh, people were saying, yeah, bringing an old uh, 34-year-old uh, guy with a bad hip, just like the Rangers, He's, that's not going to help the defense. That's who, who, who needs him? And I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you guys crazy? You're getting a, a guy like that for nothing? You take him. Um, but I agree. I mean, I'm a little concerned about the defense. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely concerned about Igor. Uh, you know, that seven-game win streak, they were basically outscoring their mistakes, scoring – you know, four, five, six goals a game. Uh, a lot of those scores were five, four, six, four. Uh, you know, and I don't know uh, if if that's something that you can necessarily count on in the playoffs. But uh, if you look at this team now, I mean, they got two number one lines. They got uh, the the line with uh, Heedle and Lafreniere and Kako that would could be a second line on any other team. Uh, this team is going to create uh, nightmares for other teams uh, as far as uh, who you're going to match up with. Now, yeah, I mean, the, the Eastern Conference and, uh, has become kind of a, 
an arms race with everybody uh, uh, really improving themselves. I saw Tampa got the Tanner Geno, uh, which is going to help them uh, for sure. Uh, and they're always a, a tough, gritty, hard team to play against. Uh, uh, Timo Meyer obviously coming to the Devils. And, uh, you know, every team has improved themselves. And, and it is just going to be, a, a, like somebody said, a minefield uh, trying to uh, navigate your way to the Stanley Cup Finals from the Eastern Conference. But, uh, you know, a lot of Rangers fans out there, you would think the Rangers had the sixth worst record rather than the sixth best record in the uh, in the NHL. And, uh, and that was kind of funny. You see the top, the top six teams uh, in points in the NHL are the top three in the Metro and the Atlantic. So, uh, boy, it is going to be some grueling task to get to the uh, uh, Eastern Conference Finals and get to the Stanley Cup Finals for, for all of these teams. And, uh, uh, you know, I think the Rangers strengthen themselves. And I think, you know, as I said, if they can, uh, if, if they can shore up the defensive play, I've really liked uh, uh, Mikola. Uh, he's taken a, a few penalties, but uh, I think he's uh, – uh, steady, better than Braun, who we had gotten last year. Um, and, uh, you know, I think this team is just going to be a matchup nightmare for uh, a lot of teams throughout the playoffs, and that's only a good thing. All right. Dave, what do you got for me, brother? Uh, I'm going to defer. Yeah, I'm going to defer, defer my time and bring on Lauren. Lauren wants to talk some blue shirts with us. What's up, Lauren? And uh, talk about the Patrick hey, Kane. Acquisition? Hey, Lauren. Hi, what's up? Um, so, obviously, very happy about it. Um, but everyone hit on, you know, all the points. I don't want to be repetitive. But I'm just looking at ticket prices right now for Thursday's <laughs> game. Oh, it's, Thursday's it's game the roof, right? It, it went up, yeah. like, like over $100. Like over $100 and I really want to go. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's <laughs> going to be exciting. I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, anything can happen in the playoffs. Um, so we'll see. I mean, Igor, uh, last year he was, you know, he, people forget because we made, we made it to the Eastern Conference Final that he, he was shaky in the first and, and, you know, second round. So right. you never know what could happen. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll just see, you know. you got to have faith, and that's what we can do. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> funny that, that you mentioned ticket prices. Uh, I'm just reading – a lot of the rumors about what was going on before the trade were false. Patrick Kane was not in New York already. He's not flying out until tomorrow. He's not playing against the Flyers oh. tomorrow night. He'll be making his debut against the Senators Thursday night at the Garden. So that'll be his first wow. real game as a Ranger. So ticket prices will jump up another 20% probably in the next hour. Yeah. Oh, wow. I but, thought he uh, would play tomorrow. Wow. Okay. Everyone thought he was going to play tomorrow, but I – I guess he's just one of the things. I'm assuming he stayed in Chicago until it was actually done, and uh, okay. I guess he doesn't want to fly fly out. I don't know. Oh wow, interesting. Okay, so I guess we'll see him Thursday. I'll be. Mm-hmm. I'll try to go. I'm going to try to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Cheapest ticket on Ticketmaster right now for the Garden on Thursday. Two hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Woo. You see them play the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, well, so, I think ah, it's March. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I I do have tickets March fourteenth, uh, March fourteenth against the Capitals, so I am going soon. But uh, I really wanted to go Thursday. Oh, be a good oh well. <laughs> yeah. Well, if anybody's looking for yeah. a cheap alternative, uh, tomorrow night in Philly, um, I'm going. Um, I got free tickets. They're not good seats. They're like top row, you know, uh, top section, whatever. But I mean, we we were planning on buying them anyway. You could sit uppers for fifty five, sixty. Uh, you could sit lower bowl for ninety five, a hundred. Uh, just because you know, Flyer fans are not going to that game. In fact, I got three free tickets. The first two people I asked were Flyer fans that I play hockey with, who both told me last week if the guy comes through with the freebies, I guess I'll go. Came through with them. I asked them this morning, and both of their answers were. Eh, I don't really want Go. So, you know, if anybody's <laughs> looking for a little more of a drive, we can get into that building tomorrow for nothing <laughs> to see the debut, and oh, I can't wow. wait to be there. And yes, Steve, I'm getting that Del Sandro's cheesesteak finally. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that, Glenn? Glenn, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. 
Yeah, I got no complaints about our stakes from last time, but uh, I'm going. I'm going to the king this time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what? what Ten pictures. Before before we go any further, there were some there were some downsides to the trade. Um, Mainly, the salary cap situation is in a dire need for the next the rest of the season. The Rangers will only be able to carry 21. They'll be going with seven defensemen. 12 forwards, and two goaltenders. If a forward should get injured and doesn't need to go on long-term injured reserves, after one game played, they will then be allowed to do an emergency call-up from the minors, but that player can make no more than $850,000. So anyone thinking Brennan Hoffman would come over from the OHL when the season is over and be the emergency call-up, uh, that won't work because he's making 894 and he's over the limit. It's something only to consider because the downside to this salary cap maneuvering that Drury got himself into is that you have very, very little room for injury. Um, Otherwise, you're going to be putting, I guess, Ben Hopper at forward at some point if you can't do it. Right now, no one knows the extent of the injury from Lindgren, though it looks like it's not as severe as they thought. He wasn't in the swing the other night, which is a good sign. Or it could have just been propaganda. Who knows what the ranges? So we'll have to wait and see. But it's something to keep in mind. Now, once the playoffs start, there's no salary cap. And you can do whatever you want. The salary cap is only for regular season. So once they get there, then they can recall and bring guys up and do, uh, you know, whatever they think they need to be done. But it's just something to keep in, in, in the back of your head that you don't want to get a, one of these top 12 forwards here injured because it, it would really – make the L.A. King game look normal if they have to start crippling, you know, double-shifting players again. Actually, they sort of did that because they didn't play Carpenter the other night. But, uh, you know, it's a great trade for the city. It makes the team better. I mean, how can you not be excited? I just posted my story up on it. So I had a little bit of a low there. So you guys could see that on Ranger Proud, on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun, one way or the other. So uh, Steve and I were talking before the show came on. And if you look at the playoff format, right, Steve? After the first round, mm-hmm. two really good teams are going to be going home because of the playoff setup. Yep. Right. So I hope right. it's the Devils, but, you know, um, it, it's an unusual it, – it, it's really a bad – if you look at what the East did trade-wise up until this point, the NHL looks bad with their playoff format. You can't have all these good teams getting knocked out in round one. And that's what's going to happen somehow. So, I mean, it's nothing that could be changed now. It's just a topic of conversation. But I know uh, Steve and I are looking at it going, wow, it's kind of uh, <laughs> someone who just has a bad playoff series is going to have an incredible team, you know, get the Rangers an incredible payroll and, you know, don't make it out of the first round would really suck. So let's just hope for the best there. That's the thing. Yeah, two of the six teams – Two of the top six teams are going to be out within 13 days, 14 days of the playoffs mm-hmm. starting, and that's a that's a very it's a very unusual situation this particular year. And I guess it's more unusual the fact that the six best records in the league all happen to exist in one conference. Like I don't even know if the Western Conference is even playing games this season at the rate this is going. Um, yeah, and 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 if you look at the the way one of the matchups is currently set up. Like, I'm, I'm not totally – I know Carolina's had a very good season, but they're lined up to play the Islanders in the first round if it, if it holds up as it stands today. That's not going to be so damn easy. So, like, we could have a scenario here where the Rangers and the Devils – maybe the Devils catch Carolina to only three points behind them right now, where you have a Rangers-Devils first round and then the winner of that potentially facing the Islanders in the second round. Like, you've, like it, it would be, like, the craziest, you know – couple of weeks in the tri-state area for, for hockey that we probably have ever had. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Steve, you wanted to uh, you wanted to do something different this turn go around? What, what did you want to uh, look yeah, at? Yeah, um, yeah, let me, uh, you know, the, because of the, the trade and your posts on Ranger Proud, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Ranger Proud on, on Facebook, I'm going to read off some of the fans' comments on your page, RP, uh, uh, the reaction to the trade. Shout-outs to Dan. He says, Canyon of Heroes or Bust. Shout-outs to Dan. Uh, Joseph's comment, we went deep last year with Bless. The key is Shiesty and the team meshing. Interesting to see, interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out. Julio 
Julio's <laughs> one word is Boston. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, Boston's <laughs> killing it, man. Uh, David's uh, comment, when or not, can't anyone really deny it will be a treat for us to see Kane in a blue jersey? Richard's uh, comment, this is a cup contending team. Don't win the cup. Major failure. Go Rangers. Uh, Eric's comment, um, they need to keep the lines like this every game so they can get used to playing with each other. And I know that's the conversation we had last week about changing in line uh, combinations by Gallant. I don't even – that's actually an interesting question is if you start seeing that from Gallant, I'll put that question out there for all you guys to tackle if you want to answer it. Um, that's just a couple of comments. Um and to, uh, David said, uh, much needed fourth line. So uh, my perspective, let me, uh, I'll be real quick, and I'll go back to URP, and you can lead the conversation. I, the rosters, and, and Carl was alluding to it, with three points uh, separating the, the Carolina Hurricanes and, and, and the uh, New Jersey Devils. It's a simple question. Do we have enough to catch Jersey? We were down six points right now. I've kind of stumbled versus the Red Wings and Capitals. Uh, do you think we catch Jersey or whoever's going to be in second place and leapfrog them based on current construction of the roster? Uh, the Keandre Miller uh, three-game suspension is warranted. I, it, 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 it happened. You got to earn. You got to. You got to serve your three games, man. And you, anybody thoughts on that? And RP, if you want to compare the Jersey's roster. Versus the Rangers, you know, that's my question for everybody else as well. I mean, I think they have a, a very good roster with Brad and Meyer and Hish, Nico Hiche and Jack Hughes. That's a good, that's a good, they have a good uh, two-line system, but I think we're deeper, a little bit deeper with this Kane yeah. position. I, I really do. I, this is a, a top nine. That is lethal we have. But, but I also think Carolina has also a deep 12-man roster with Paul Stasny as your fourth-line center. I think that – I mean, I mean like, like Glenn said it best, this is an arms race at this point. So I'll pass it back to you, RP, the comments from Ranger Proud Facebook page. You guys, any thoughts on the rosters? Any thoughts on Keandre Miller? Any questions and thoughts RP wants to lead this conversation back around on the Ring Podcast? Yeah, you know, I, I think the Rangers are a little deeper than the Devils. Man, it would be an incredible playoff, though. I mean, the firepower that both teams have, Hurtchise and Hughes is playing so well now. I mean, he's just he became he's become that player that whenever he touches the puck, you kind of get on the edge of your seat, like, almost like a Panarin. Like, you, you can't wait to see what he's going to do next. Um, you know, the whole Hudson River rivalry is always strong. The both teams are horrible. Both teams are great. It's been a while since we've played them in the playoffs. So I, I think I think the matchup is really well. I think the Rangers are a little deeper. I think the Rangers have a better goaltending situation. And of course, I'm biased, but I, I think I think that defense, even though they've struggled overall, would perform better. Um, yeah, I mean that that would be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, the K. Andre Miller thing. Listen, I understand that he said he didn't mean to do it. I I. I'm a huge fan of Kendrick Miller. I was on that first June Herf with, with all the unfortunate racism crap that was being posted. I watched them closely and, and followed them. That was just a miserable play. I played hockey. You guys have played hockey. If I'm going to spit on the ice, I'm going to look down and spit by my skates. There's no way in a scrum I'm going to spit straight out and then say I didn't mean to do it. And I know that's what he had to say, and I'm sure after he did it, he was sincere in his apology to Belichary. But you want to know something? <laughs> You got to take your medicine now, and that just hurts the club more. You know, you you got to be smarter. You, you know, hope people are saying maybe it'll make them more mature and this and that. I, I don't know about that one way or another. I just think from a, you know, you, you read some of the comments, guys. Well, the NHL is crazy. I've seen worse. I've seen that. You just can't do it. I mean, he spit right on his visor. What was the league supposed to do? Oh, it was an accident. We'll take your word for it. You know, if you're responsible for your stick, you're responsible for your your actions to another player. So I had absolutely no problem with it. I had a feeling it would be in the three game because they had a couple of previous things to go by from uh, from the NHL standpoint. Um, I don't think the Rangers were surprised. They didn't appeal it or anything like that. So just move on, you know, get it over with, get back in the lineup. But now they still have six defensemen, so it doesn't hurt as bad. And I'm sure you guys know Schneider was recalled today and Carpenter was sent down. That's how the whole salary cap deal worked itself out. That's why everything was done after 5 o'clock because it goes counts towards tomorrow. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just looking forward to 
I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. I mean, they should kill the Flyers. They're a miserable team. They're playing horrible. The Rangers need the two points. And the talk of distraction, and I'm sure you guys all agree, you know, there was a talk of distraction about Kane coming over, and I didn't understand that. Whether he's coming or not, you have to play the game in front of you. And just like now with tomorrow, I don't want to hear about distractions. Oh, the Kane deal's over, and now the team's relaxing. You have to go into a fight with Philadelphia Arena with a team that has absolutely nothing to lose, and you need to come out of there with two points and head back to Ottawa and then go through all the hoopla of Kane making his debut and, and finding ways to, to win that hockey game. So uh, I'm looking forward to see what Gallant and and the team does these next two games. I think it's an, an important four points, and, and they need to play some strong hockey like they have. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, who, who would like to go up next? I'll go ahead. I'll go next. Go ahead. You, when, whoever t- just jumped in, I'll go after you. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just want to put my two cents in on the Keandre Miller thing. Um, if the NHL, in a perfect world, if the NHL's Department of Player Safety, which I can't even say that phrase without smiling because it's such a joke, if they were actually consistent and actually dished out you know, rightful penalties on dirty plays when when players have hearings, then I would be okay with the three games. That being said, because their Department of Player Safety is such a nightmare and inconsistent, you know, incoherent, you know, throw in any adjective you want, um, you know, you got like a Brad Marchand, for example, licked a guy's face during a playoff game, didn't get a penalty, didn't get a hearing, didn't get a fine, didn't get nothing. Everybody made a big joke about it. Licked his face. How is that acceptable for one of the most serial repeat offenders the league's ever had? Like, just like, like, like how? I don't, I don't understand. Like, there's no difference. There's no difference there to me. Speaking of Brad Marchand, he just had a hearing this week for another slew foot. This is a guy who's been suspended eight times eight eight times plus god knows how much in fines it's over a million dollars in fines he had a hearing i don't know if you guys saw the play he had a little pushing pushing and shoving match with a guy in seattle after the whistle puts his foot puts his leg behind the guy's leg and pushes him down onto his back that's a slew foot it's a disgusting play by a serial offender a guy who you know if not for his talent i think would have been booted out of the league years ago and gets nothing got a five thousand dollar fine for a guy who's been suspended eight eight times it's a it's you you could you know a guy fall on his head on the ice you could end the guy's career i I, i'm i'm disgusted and you know in the same week you're not going to give a serial repeat offender you know an eight times suspended guy nothing for for another another slew foot and you then you're gonna you're gonna turn around and, and and give uh miller three games so no i i don't agree with the three games and only because the, uh, the nhl's rulings on, on discipline is such a joke and that's why i think this is excessive i think if the nhl was good with this and you know brad marshall what should have gotten in a way it wasn't the dirtiest thing but again you got a guy who's got a career of injuring people intent in, intentionally and being just a complete jerk off on the ice you know, if the NHL had given him five games for that, if the NHL gives Tom Wilson 15 games, you know, for all of his nonsense, and Tom Wilson should have been out of the league, you know, you know a long time ago as well. You know, if, if, if they did anything to curb the dirtiness, the neon knees, the slew foots, P.K. Subban, if they were suspending him like they should have, if they were punishing dirty, disgusting, disgraceful hits and trying to protect their players and had any sort of continuity in their punishments, then, yes, I would be okay with three games. But because they are all all over the map and don't do a goddamn thing to the players who have made careers out of trying to hurt other guys. I think one or two games should have sufficed in line with how the NHL punishes people, which is they don't punish people. That's my thought. <laughs> okay. I got a little oh, fired up. Have to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't, you want to go back to Carl? Go ahead, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the last player that had a spitting incident got suspended for three games, I believe. I think that's what they, I heard yesterday or on Sunday when this happened. Um, I mm-hmm. saw it live, and like I'm, I'm trying to think of explanations for why you would spit in a person's face, and I can't come up with anything mm-hmm. that even um, nope. orders on rational. 
You're right. Why not just so, punch him in the head? Yeah. Like if it's more respectful. Really, there had to have been something in the scrum. Yeah, like there had to have been something that tri- that that just like you know snapped in in his head, and he res- was gonna, and he had to respond. Now to respond like that, I, I, I'm sorry, I just can't go for it. And it's pro- and it's a cultural aspect of of that part as well. That you know if that had I'll just I'll just I guess I'll just come out and say it. Had that been done in reverse, the NHL would be sort of front and center in the news right now, if that were the case. So I'm just going to kind of leave it um, yeah. leave it at that. Um, as far as the week goes, as I said last week, and t- you know, when this Kane stuff became real, I had a feeling in my head, I said, you know, this is going to kind of take on a life of its own. I think it did seep into the locker room. You know, you try to, you try to distract from, you know, you try to, you know, disengage from it, but it, it was basically anything – you know, it was almost as if the games were irrelevant in, you know, in a lot of ways as we were just sort of waiting for this to happen. Nobody knew what day it was going to happen. You know, there was, you know, discussion maybe it was going to happen, you know, over the weekend or coming, you know, Monday and then finally it happened. You know, so I think from that standpoint, I, I, I have, it's only human nature to, to sort of look at it and just kind of, you know, I, I have no problem excusing the team's lack of focus based on what happened. And also part of it, as I talked about last week too, as long as the Rangers sort of positioning is kind of solidified, you know, the Rangers are basically in a load management sort of mode between now and April 14th. That's kind of how, unless, unless we believe that the Rangers are going to, are going to make up these six points. And uh, if they had a game against New Jersey or, or against, It'd be easier to to say, "Hey, let's push for it," but because they don't, I, like I said, I have it's very difficult for me to get overly emotional about these games the way it's going because there's 20 more games to go and they're kind of you know in the same spot Toronto is right now in the other in the other division where you know there's really not much they can do outside of just kind of just play out the string here uh, until yeah. until the end of you know, middle of April. It's a very but it's put it this way, guys, and I'm sure you guys agree. It is a very difficult way to watch these games because you would like to get emotional about the results. But the problem is, is that because there's really not much they can do about their own positioning, you're just kind of sitting there with your, you know, with your hands up. And maybe you get upset, maybe you don't. You hope they would play better, but as we said last week, all that really matters is what the end of the first round is against against whomever it's going to be. And if they win, nobody's going to care. And if they don't, people are going to blame it on, on, on the last 20 games of the season. At that point, hey, right. play it out and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, what do you got, Glenn? Yeah, I mean, I was just, uh, you know, we were talking about positioning and, uh, you know, if they're going to try to catch the Devils or not. Um, actually, the Rangers do have one game. Uh, against the Devils on March 30th in New Jersey, uh, just one. I'm looking at the schedule, and, you know, we talked about how the Rangers had one of the tougher schedules uh, going forward for the rest of the season. But as I'm looking here, I mean, they got they have one week in the middle of March where we got three against Pittsburgh and one against Washington. Uh, Washington is obviously uh, taking on water here. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh is, you know, who knows? They They might drop out as well. Um, you know, they got a game, uh, a couple of games left against Columbus. They got a game against Nashville, uh, the Philly game tomorrow night, Montreal. Uh, the Rangers do have an opportunity to collect uh, a lot of points here. Uh, whether they catch the Devils or not, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm not sure if it matters or not because I think in a series like that, home field doesn't really matter, home ice doesn't really matter because you're going to get a lot of Ranger fans in New Jersey. So it's not as if you're going to Toronto or Tampa or uh, Boston. Uh, So I'm not sure it matters if they catch the Devils or not. Now, again, if the Devils happen to catch uh, Carolina, then, you know, all bets are off on that. But, um, you know, right now the Rangers, I think, have a chance to to really start accumulating points here. And, uh, you know, they're nine behind Carolina. I don't know if that's even possible, but – you know, you never know. So, um, you know, I, I, I think right now they're in a position. Now Kane is here. All that distraction is over. Um, to be honest, I, I don't know about, you know, the chemistry in the locker room or everything, but I kept hearing about, oh, you know, they're distracted with the Kane stuff and everything. But 
every player that was in the lineup didn't have to worry about getting traded. I mean, it wasn't like there were guys wondering where I'm going to be tomorrow if Patrick Kane comes. So I'm not sure I totally understood that, but whatever the reason for, you know, the week that they had, like Scott pointed out, I mean, they had 50 shots against Winnipeg, uh, had the good comeback against Carolina, had two stinkers in a row, which happens, you know, to everybody. Um, I'm not particularly worried about, uh, um, you know, where they're going at this point. Uh, I would just like to see Igor kind of get it together. Uh, I'm surprised it hasn't happened sooner because it's been going on for a few weeks now. And uh, I'm not a goalie coach, but even I could see that, you know, it just seems like he's going down a little bit early. He's getting beaten uh, over the glove side, over that left shoulder a lot. Um, You know, so, um, you know, I I think the key here is really for Igor to get on his game. Um, As Lauren said last year, yeah, he wasn't playing that great the first couple of rounds in the playoffs either, but, um, you know, this is a different year, and you got teams now, like we said, all building up their offenses that uh, I don't know if they'll be able to get away with that in the first round this year like they did against Pittsburgh last year. So, uh, you know, I think that's the key right now for them to uh, get Igor's game back on track and, uh, you know, just collect as many points as they can uh, between now and the end of the season. Okay, nice. Take all the time you want. It's your show, brother. <laughs> you no, know, it's all of us, man. No, 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 it's not my show. It's all of us. No, I'm going to defer. I'm going to defer my time. I'm going to go back to Lauren. Lauren's still with us, and then uh, I'll speak after that, and I think we can get the final thoughts after that. Lauren, anything else you want to add? Right. Um, just about the Keanu Miller thing, I think three games is really excessive. I, I, I just think it's a lot of games. He's a good kid. He didn't mean it. I mean, I don't know. I feel like he didn't mean it. At least you could. I watched a replay. You could just tell, like these players, they spit all the time. Like it's just, it's just kind of a habit. And yeah, maybe one game, but three games is a lot. I don't know. I don't agree with that. And like we're all like so excited for Patrick Kane, but look at his his past, what he did with the cab driver and all these allegations, and we're praising him. So people make mistakes, and that's my view on that. So yeah. Okay. All right, guys. So we're just about eight fifty or so. So let's uh, you go ahead. Can I throw a question out to everybody? Sure. Okay, real quick, Carl. That make go it ahead, quick, Carl. though. We're on the clock. Did you think the TJ Oshi hit on Ryan Lindgren was dirty? I noticed that was a discussion no. between uh, Mess and on the on the broadcast on Saturday. <laughs> he can't do I don't know. The, I don't know the answer. It, it seems like it could go either way. Fifty-one forty-nine. So I'm 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 just throwing it out there. I didn't yeah. think it was. This is Glenn. I, oh, I didn't yeah. really think it was. I mean, Lingren was just in a bad position. You know, when you're skating in like that, like Oshie was, you can't just stop on a dime and, and stop a hit. I mean, we see those things a lot of times where, um, you know, a guy goes in and, and, and goes to check a player, and the player just kind of turns or is in a, a bad position and winds up getting hurt. But uh, to me, um, you know, obviously – I. I kept looking at it and wanted to say, yeah, that's a dirty hit, but I could never come around and say that it was. So no, I, I can't say that it was. I really can't. And quickly, I don't think it was a dirty hit either. I don't think it was uh-huh. bad, but I thought the back and forth between Messier and PK during the intermission was, oh. of all people, right, <laughs> that they had that back. conversation. <laughs> I, I thought I saw the irony in that. But uh, uh, anybody else thought that was a dirty hit, Lauren or Scott? I don't think it was dirty. Um, I, I don't. He didn't have his. You know, he was against the boards. He did. He didn't have his numbers. I remember um, somebody. One of the announcers specifically pointed that out that it wasn't like you know he didn't hit him in the numbers, meaning he didn't hit him in the back. It wasn't boarding. He wasn't. Uh, yeah, he was moving, but he wasn't striding. He wasn't taking strides. Uh, I think it was just a good, you know, real clean hit. Um, it, it was just unfortunate for the position that Lindgren was in, and you know it. Thanks, and let's hope that the day-to-day legitimately for once actually means day-to-day, and uh, we get them back soon. All right. Wow, you guys answered that fast. That was nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had three days to think about it, LP. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lauren, what about you? What, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, hold on real quick. Lauren, you have any thoughts on that hit oh, yeah. on the uh, Capitol game? Um, I was actually I I drew I uh, drove to DC for that game. That was horrible. That was a horrible game. But I don't know. Um, 
from where my seats were, I don't know. I, I don't. I didn't think it was dirty. I don't know. And I and I, I don't want to disagree with Messi because I love him, but I, I don't think it was dirty. No, I think it was okay. It's unfortunate Lindgren got hurt, but that's 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 you know that's the game. All right. So let's go. Yep. Let's go. Go around everybody for final thoughts. We'll start with call. Sounds good, man. Let's get, everybody get about two minutes, and we'll, we'll, be, we'll be done. Yeah. Two, about two minutes on their final thoughts. I probably won't even need the two minutes, gentlemen. Um, but thank everybody <laughs> and Lauren for the first time. Thank you. Thanks for for jumping on in. Um, hey, listen, the, the Rangers are, are, are putting out there a, a star-studded roster right now in terms of their top nine, their, their, their four, you know, any other roster from this point forward is probably not going to look exactly the same. So, you know, this is this is the time. I know we're going to find another whipping boy somewhere along the line. You know, we've, the Ranger fan always seems to have one guy, you know, every season that, that gets picked on. We don't know who that's going to be now based on who, who all is left. But I'm thinking about in the past, you know, a guy like Marion Gabrick, when he went to L.A., we thought, you know, he was done. His career is, you know, sort of on the down, uh, on the downside. He goes to L.A., scores 16 playoff goals, and, and they win the, uh, the Stanley Cup that year. Uh, a guy like Verlander, Steve would probably know this from baseball, the Houston Astros traded for him when it looked like he was done in Detroit. And six years later, he's still going strong, two World Series, a couple of Cy Youngs later, and he's as good as he's ever been. You know, the Kane situation might be a situation where, you know, you're in a losing situation in Chicago, you know, you're just, you've been in big games basically your whole life, and now you're just sort of there. And now there's this opportunity that's presented itself where he's, you know, on, you know, one of the biggest stages in, in, in hockey in, in all the world. So maybe this is the chance to sort of he can revitalize his career in some way um, these next, you know, two months and, and just put himself right back in that same star position he always did. It was fun watching him last Wednesday up at uh, American Airlines Center when he scored those two goals. I was like, is he trying to get himself on the Rangers right now? And so it was, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting ride. You know, just we can only hope that, you know, the Rangers are not one of these two teams that go out in those first 14 days when the playoffs start. All right. What do you got, Glenn? Well, Steve took away my final thought because I was going to have a laugh about how Messier uh, just hammered Subban all afternoon uh, on that game. I'm Saturday. sorry, bro. I mean, I'm I, sorry. I mean, I no, that's you're okay. always stealing my thunder. Uh, I got to give you one back. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's okay. Man, I, 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 it was almost like with the way the game was going, I couldn't wait until the intermissions to see uh, how Mess was going to take Subban out next. I mean, he just, just hammered him and embarrassed him in front of a national audience. That was so – it was awesome. Um, but, uh, the, the other kind of funny thing that I, I noticed was during the Detroit game, I don't know if you guys saw, they flashed up that, uh, uh, Gerard Gallant had eight, uh, Gordie Howe hat tricks and that Gordie Howe actually only had two. So, uh, maybe they need to change it to a Gerard Gallant hat trick. Uh, cause I, I thought that was uh, kind of interesting to see. Um, uh, but finally, uh, just as far as uh, you know, the wild card race in the uh, in the metropolitan division, I mean, man, you got a bunch of teams that are within a couple of points of each other. Some have uh, games in hand. Uh, I mean, it's changing nightly almost who who's in and who's out. And uh, I will just remind you guys. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'll remind you guys, Steve. In the beginning of the season, I said that the Ottawa Senators were going to make the playoffs. Now. Uh, they're only a few points behind. They're beating Detroit right now, five to one. They got games in hand on almost everybody. So um, maybe I, maybe I knew what I was talking about. It didn't look good in the middle of the yep. season, but you know that that's another team that's uh, coming on right now, and they might sneak in too. So that is going to be some fight, and uh, I'm kind of surprised that uh, Lou hasn't done anything with the Islanders to uh, try and help them out. I'm not sure what he thinks uh, about their chances. So we'll see in the next couple of days, I guess. All right. Sounds good. Let's hear it, Glenn. He just spoke. I just spoke. I'm sorry, Scott. Sorry, boys. I was editing (laughs) at the same time. My bad. 
okay. Yeah, that um that wild card race is getting interesting. Uh, you know, the the Islanders seem to be holding their own, but for some somehow they've played like five more games than than everyone else. I do think that they are going to make it. Uh, I think that Horvat, you know, because Sorokin is, is is absolutely lights out. I think that Horvat puts them over the top in terms of making the playoffs. That being said, I don't see them even making a series out of either Carolina, let alone Boston. But I think that they will take one. I think Washington's done. They seem to be trading everyone. I think with the exception of Ovechkin and Batchroom, I think they're just unloading now. Um, you know, so they needed to stock up if they had any hope of salvaging a playoff run um, or a playoff spot. And I, they're, they're done, I think. Um, I don't think Pittsburgh is, is going to, to, to hang around either. Right now they're in that last wild card. But um, like you guys said, Detroit's coming on. Even Ottawa's coming on. Buffalo's still hanging around. So if I had to pick two teams right now, I think uh, I'm going to go with the Islanders and Detroit as those two wild cards. Uh, again, I, 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 just, I don't see either of them being uh, a, a tough matchup for the two division winners, but I think that's that will round out the bottom there. And I definitely do want to get – I want to catch the Devils, uh, you know, for, for a bunch of reasons. Um, you know, for, for, as as we saw with Carolina last year, home ice is a, is a hell of a lot more than just crowd noise, uh, considering that we put fantastic crowd noise in Carolina. But, you know, I've never seen anything like that with the difficulties in the night and day in a series between the games in Carolina and the games in New York and the games and, and the regular season games are no different. For some reason, we just cannot play that. We can win there. We're, we're coming out with wins somehow. Um, you know, starting in Game Seven last year, and, and you know, and, and that that ridiculous regular season shutout for Georgiev last year. But you know, it's so one-sided. I mean, you know, that's just masterful coaching, I guess, by Brindamore. You know, just completely took Zvanejad out of that series in the games in Carolina. So, you know, you you want home ice whenever you can get it because you know the, the difference. You know, with the, with that last change uh, and that matchup um, was has never been more you know, foremost pronounced that, that I've ever seen than what Carolina was able to do last year. Um, now, Grounder, you want to talk about crowd noise, you know, it ain't going to make a difference in that Rangers Devil series, no matter where the games are. I know Devil fans are crawling out from their rocks and, um, you know, putting butts in the seats in the regular season, but that's not going to save them from Ranger fans just gobbling up those tickets for God knows how much money. We're going to own that building. I'm not worried about that. But I just I, I would like to be home, uh, you know, in that series. I want to catch them because they got no business, you know, after their nine-year slumber, their glorious nine-year hibernation where, where we didn't have to worry about them. They got no business coming out in year one and being the better team. So I want to catch them uh, and, and get that home ice from them. Plus, it would be kind of demoralizing. You know, they did have us by 14 points uh, at one point before that December 5th uh, milestone. Scott, Scott, Scott. We've got to wrap it yeah. up, Scott. Oh, okay. We've got to wrap, okay. wrap it up. Scott. That's all I got. <laughs> finish, finish it <laughs> Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Mr. Ice Guy Blander, face off. Go ahead, Steve. You take it, man. No, no, Lauren, Lauren. Lauren's still here with us, man. Our people... Lauren's still here. I'm sorry, uh, you know, Lauren. Do you have any final thoughts for Lauren? Um, I can't I... see that. Am I? Hello? Yeah, I just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you for having me on. Thank you for thank you so much for having me on. It was fun to listen to everyone. And, you know, just we got to keep the faith and go Rangers. Great way to end it. <laughs> Thank you all. Fantastic. Shout out to Lauren. No problem. Go ahead, Steve. All right. RP, we got about a about minute and a half. I'll be 30 yeah, seconds. I don't know on Twitter today. Okay. Um, that home ice thing is a really interesting dynamic because it's really not really technically. It's a, technically, it's a role game. If you were to play Jersey, but it's really they don't they're probably sleeping in their beds the entire seven game series, so they're not really traveling like they have to get in a, on a plane and fly somewhere. So I don't know if it's going to make a difference, but for the sake of having the conversation, Jersey's next two games are at Colorado tomorrow, and then they play the Golden Knights. So if you're talking about catching Jersey, there is some areas that we can make up ground if we're talking about chasing second place. Uh, plus, for our show, I'm going to get into a recap uh, for, the, for the soccer, for the baseball, for the hockey, for the uh, basketball later on in this weekend. And then we'll be back next 
week at eight, uh, RP, I love this APM slot. This is the best slot. Oh, I love it too. Uh, yeah. Tuesday nights. I no, there's no post game. Rangers don't play next Tuesday, so we're here at eight PM here on the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud here on the Blue Blue Show, man. All right, sounds good. Yeah, like I said, I I had all my <laughs> all my final thoughts today on my Twitter account, and also thanks for following Ranger Proud on Twitter and Facebook. It's great to have Kane. Let's just get these 20 games to gel and, and get ready for that big playoff push. Great job by Chris Drury. I mean, the guy's got to be up for GM of the year with a, with a trade like that, with, with the Tarasenko trade, too. He's just had another phenomenal trade deadline. And, and now he could sit back because, guys, it's all up to the players. At the end of the day, his job is done. Now now the guys on the ice have to do their job. So uh, first round, second round, whatever it is, they have to find ways to get to get those almighty 16 wins once the playoffs start. So if between now and the start of the playoffs, it's just a matter of gelling together and, and, and getting some sort of bond and getting that win-now attitude going, and I think they'll be in good shape. It's a, on paper, it's a great-looking hockey team. Let's just hope it transfers over to uh, the score sheet. All right. Uh, Ring Podcast for Ranger Proud. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We'll be back next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Oh, man, let's hope this thing does not bomb out with some losses between now and next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to be – I might not even call in. Can <laughs> you dig guys. it? <laughs> Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs>